When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Man, see, that's a, that's a, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed your time with him. That's a, that's a great player, a great person, uh, great energy. You know, I wasn't involved. I, I don't know what happened with Baltimore. Obviously, that, that's another team, so I can't comment on that. I just know that he was still available, and we, we took the opportunity to bring him in for a visit because we know what we have in this building in the Minnesota Vikings and what we're building on the field, but also this organization, the ownership group, and what we have to, to offer people. We knew if we got him in this building, you know, it would be a fit, his relationship with Mike Smith and Mike Pettin. Um, that's really all I can speak about that process. I don't know what happened with Baltimore. All right, Purple Access time. That, of course, uh, new Vikings general manager, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, talking about the Zadarius Smith signing this week. Purple Access brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing. There is no better beer than Surly, and in particular, the official beer of Chip and Judd, which is Surly Farious. Also, TCL Television. Enjoy more with TCL, and in fact, enjoy sports um, like you've never seen them before with TCL. And of course, if you buy either a Surly beer or a TCL TV, tweet us those pictures at Score North, and uh, we'll make sure to respond. And thank you very much for supporting those who support us. All right, Purple Access is Judd Zolgad. Star Tribune sports columnist Chip Scoggins and, of course, executive producer Declan Goff. And, uh, Chip, let's just get right to it. I heard you ask Quasi a couple of questions at the press conference yesterday. This was this was really the first time uh, since free agency started that he has addressed the the market, what the Vikings have done or have not done. What were your impressions and takeaways from that presser? Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, he opened up with – uh, you could tell he's been hearing a lot about their approach this offseason. Oh, and he brought it up without even being asked that that people ask, you know, are you all in or are you rebuilding? And I thought it was an uh, interesting answer when he said we're trying to navigate both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> he called it a competitive rebuild. Yeah. Um, which I don't know what that means. Um. Because everything they've done to this point screams they're trying to win this year. And so I don't know how they're really rebuilding, the rebuilding part of it. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it, they're trying, it feels like they're trying to navigate to, and we've said this from the beginning, I, I think I wrote a column a couple weeks ago, that it feels like a tug of war, that they're trying to uh, navigate two realities. And so it would be interesting to be a fly on the wall behind the scenes 
to hear the different um, things that are being said about direction and, and how they're trying to put this roster together. It does, it does feel like they're trying to, I think he would probably be happy or he would like to um, do a little more house cleaning, yes. but I think the ownership wants to win, win this year. Let's just say this. I don't believe that unless it's a cry for help, you, you reference the name of Sam Hinkey, the former <laughs> Sixers GM, who is the architect of trust the process, which, by the way, eventually started to work, but took quite some time. And Sam has been long gone from the Sixers. Um, I thought that was a very interesting comment and person. And, and he said that he's friends and that they talk. The reason why I found it intriguing was I thought that that was a read between the lines of I would like to reset more, but I'm working within the confines without selling out the Wilfs or the people that own the team. Yeah, and that and his his answer came in response to I think it was Joe Schmidt that said, when you try to navigate these two extremes where you're either you're all in or you're trying to rebuild, sometimes you get stuck in mediocrity. And he said, how do you avoid being stuck in mediocrity? And that's when he brought up Sam Hinkie's thing that. Uh, it said when you're Philadelphia, you're always on that kind of fringe. I mean, he could have said Greg Leopold too, <laughs> right? Where right. Uh, you were you were kind of stuck in a being a pretty good team, um, but not really a championship caliber team, and so you were stuck there. And so, <sighs> I, you know, it just feels like at some point they're going to have. Sorry for that exaggerated. I didn't mean the exaggerated side. No, no, it was uh, very fitting. I'm just, I'm with you. I, I'm just wondering how the path forward is. is, is at some point, the roster is really going to need a major shakeup and not just um, restructuring veterans to try to fit pieces in. I guess here's my theory is the wrong word. I guess here's my feelings about this because, you know, Declan, Phil, and I have talked about this a ton, Doogie and I and Phil and Declan and you now. Um, I guess what I would really like is I would like somebody who's not just a blindly optimistic fan to tell me why they think that this is going to work because, like, I'm looking for that. I'd love – I mean, if the Vikings are good, it helps all of, of us. So we all want them – to be good because if they're good, it sells more papers, it sells more subscriptions, it gets us more eyeballs, all of that good stuff. Um, but beyond, we'll just trust them or be, or beyond, you, you know, they're just, they need more time. You don't get this. I, I just, I'd like to understand the philosophy. And I was hoping that the press conference with Quasi on Wednesday would get me there. And it, like you said, competitive re rebuild doesn't really make sense. So I'm still not to a point where I, I'm like, Oh, okay. At least I I see this. Like I'm trying to parse out at this point what I like and what I don't like, and that's as far as I can get towards being positive. Well, and it's it you know to that end, like there was a question about uh, Kirk Cousins, and do they you know does he feel that there's a higher ceiling that they can reach than what's been already that we've already seen? And he went back to yeah, that you know give him a different offensive system, and he uses this phrase a lot: work the margins which I, I don't know what even what that means, but um, squeeze stuff out. Yeah. But, but he's basically saying they, again, this comes back to, and it's, it, it's been clear that the organizational belief is that this was a Mike Zimmer problem and his coordinator's problem. And so they, Judd, they might be proven right. They might be proven right. Ultimately, maybe, maybe 
Kevin O'Connell can unlock something that that gets more out of the offense and Cousins. But but it it it's a gamble they're taking with the roster in terms of they may get to two years from now and said you know what we should have done a hard reset that first year. But they, but they also, but they might be proven right, Judd. I don't know. And reset's a perfect word because, like, rebuild in this league, you can like. I love what the Bears are doing right now, and they might be atrocious in 2022, but they can start to bounce back quickly. I love going in and basically saying, "This is now my team," and that's what I wanted Quasi and O'Connell to have the ability to just say, "Hey, this is now our team, our roster. Here's what we're going to." to do i think the so here's my guess and i think the wilfs got confused here i think the fallout chipper between spielman and zim very real they didn't talk that's fine well it's not fine but yeah. it took place i it get happened. that um i think what the wilfs don't understand here and i and i i'm sure there's more uh more cooks in the kitchen as well but this is about the coach and gm being on the same page and them being given proper support from the rest of the staff, but the rest of the staff clearing out. Like, I don't want – this feels like you're allowing a lot of voices in. Um, yeah. If you feel that you got uh, K- KOC and Quazy right, like the, they're the right – the problem with Rick and Mike is it disintegrated and didn't work between the two most important people as far as football operations <laughs> go. It's almost like the Wilfs now are overcorrecting to be like, no, let's get um, let's get Johnny the janitor up here. What do you think, Johnny the janitor? You know, and now it's gotten to this ridiculous place of it's collaborations only important in my opinion between the two most important people who run the football team. The business people yeah. can all go away. Yeah, because the, yeah, the business side can have their collaboration too, and and um, but you do wonder how much of this comes back to the Wilfs being fans and looking at last year and thinking, you know, they were in a lot of these games and they were close and there was all this yeah. dysfunction going on and our coach and GM didn't talk. And so that created, uh, uh, that sabotaged a good team. I'm, I'm just thinking what they, the Wilson might be right. thinking in their mind. It's like, correct. they probably looked at that dysfunction that was taking place and said that absolutely sabotaged the good team. And so if we get collaboration and guys that work together, imagine what these, this team can be. I think that's a flawed premise because I I just think it's it's too Zimmer and Spielman were a big part of the problem, but I think there's other factors in play there that you can't just gloss over. And so, but in saying that, you know, I mean, you, you bring Hunter back and you sign Zedarius Smith. I mean, I was crazy about that. Now, when he looked over at that defense, how much of it was you absolutely hundred percent had to start with your pass rush and he's like yeah look at look at the afc west i mean look at all you you have to have it and so i you know i don't know who's going to play quarterback <laughs> and right. to think oh we'll draft a bunch of guys well that's you know that that might work but who's to say a, a even a first round pick is going to come in here and be ready to you know be a, a a key contributor right away so i there's still flaws in the defense but i i'm just to your question and logic i think it's it comes back to the Wills probably looking at the dysfunction that took place with Mike and Rick, but then also you had a offensive coordinator that wasn't ready for the job. Right. That was cool. You had a head coach that didn't understand offense and then, you know, he butted heads and, you know, I think they looked at all that as their problem that, that all those things sabotage this roster. 
again, they may be pro- be proven right ultimately, but I think it's I don't think it's that simple. Right. Yes, there were bigger problems. And and the thing is, and I don't think that the Wilfs get this, you don't lose as many close games as the Vikings lost through bad luck. Yeah. Like a couple losses, Cardinals lost. Yeah, bad luck. Unfortunate. Too bad. Sorry. Um, but when you start to stack those defeats up, there you there's an underlying issue there that goes, in my opinion, beyond coaching, beyond uh, Clint Kubiak. And that's where there, there's like a very interesting situation here. And, you know, when, when it comes to to the d- decision to br- bring back and and uh, um, change the roster bonus to a signing one w- with Hunter, I'm completely on board. That's fine with me. Uh, but I feel like they're trying to run back a lot here. And, and to what your point is, I think, as well, I don't think they fully understand what the problems were, and, and they're just – basically trying to blame the big bad wolf he was part of the problem but yeah. that's part of the problem Jed, how much do you think too that they could be looking at this as you have justin jefferson and these are guys that are justin's not but the other guys are established i mean veterans you know they're gonna hit the the wall at some point uh harrison smith kendricks daniel hunter Adam Thielen, you have this group of guys that how much do you think they're saying you can't waste years of their career? I think it's done. I think the majority, I think Hunter is not done. And he's what, 26? And Jefferson's not. And Jefferson's and, oh, Jefferson's fantastic. But, but but my point is the core group that you just ran through of veteran guys, I think I think we're past their, their expiration date of being Super Bowl-type ingredients. Part of the core. Um, and how much of it, too, is is – and I don't know if they're getting this micro level, but Judd, you you have to show Justin Jefferson at some point that you're on the track to doing something. Absolutely, or he's going to walk, or he's going to say, well, "Well, you know, what is this going on here?" I mean, he hasn't he's been here two years. He's put up great numbers, but he hasn't yeah. played in the playoffs. Yeah. And now, if you turn it over into a rebuild with an unknown quarterback, that's the third year. At some point, you have to fill him with hope that this thing's going to lead to a championship, right? Well, right, and that's why I, I would have called him in when I got the job, sat him down, and said, we are going to go in a very different direction here, but it's going to be it's going to work, and we're going to next May pay you, and now that contract's going to be absolutely huge, and he deserves it. But yeah. um, the guy is yet to weigh in one bit on Kirk. I, I, and if you listen to him talk about Kirk, he does not care. He talks about, I mean, Joe Burrow, he almost starts crying. So <laughs> I think Justin Jefferson would understand. And and to your point, you're exactly right. Two years, great stats. Guess what? No playoff appearances. And they're basically now banking on O'Connell. And and that's something else I, I brought up to Phil this week as well. I think that they are inadvertently doing Kevin O'Connell a disservice here by putting tremendous pressure on, on a guy who, again, is not going to have his program. So, yeah. like, they're basically saying, take the ingredients. I mean, this is Rick's team. Take Rick's ingredients and win because Mike couldn't. Um, I think that puts a, a huge burden on O'Connell in a year in which he, he should be helping pivot things instead of trying to make a, a stew from Rick Spielman's ingredients. Well, I think it's I think it's two things. I think there's pressure on him to win because yeah. you've been you've been inherited this roster with the with the owner saying be super competitive and we brought back a veteran you know all these guys. 
But I don't know that Kevin O'Connell is going to quibble about giving Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Irv Smith and um, two pretty good tackles. I mean, we'll, we'll see on the left tackle. I think he's going to be good. But, I mean, I think he looks as – like if I'm a first-year coach, normally you're walking into a disaster. Um, his offense is not a disaster. He's walking into a, an offense that – I mean, we said last week, what, at minimum should be a top 10 and maybe top five in scoring. And so if I'm an offensive coach and you say, hey, you're, you're getting a veteran quarterback and whatever you think about Cousins, he's better than Kellen Mond or some rookie. And Justin Jefferson and Thielen and Irv Smith and Dalvin Cook, I mean, I'd be ecstatic about that. I would be until Cook get, gets hurt and then yeah. Thielen gets hurt because he's old and gets hurt a lot now. And Kirk starts to play like Kirk. And, I mean, currently it, it is looking like – and this is where it gets very, very confusing. It looks like they're going to try and run things back as much as possible interior offensive line-wise, which O'Connell's going to fi- find out. Yeah. I, and, and, by the way, you can't just slap guys in different names and say, you guys are better. Um, and you can't – Garrett Bradbury, if O'Connell at the Combine was serious and he really likes him, He's going to learn. You can't fundamentally change him. You can't make him a great player. Um, yeah. And and with Kirk, Kirk's going to be Kirk, which is statistically really good. But when push comes to shove and the heat is on, how does Kirk perform? Like there's just a lot of things that Kevin is going to find are going to be issues. That doesn't mean these guys can't offensively put up great stats. I just think it's I, – I just think because they can't pick their, their path, and I don't think that crazy Adolfa Mensa being seemingly as smart as he, he is really thinks that a competitive rebuild is possible. I think they're all just put into a really awkward position that is not necessarily fair to, to, to him, to O'Connell, to people who are trying to pivot this program to a place of being really good. Well, it's interesting. And, and I, I completely trust uh, Ben Gessling's reporting that they were trying to trade the Neil Hunter. And I, and it, Oh yeah. When, it wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to trade some other veterans, right? Absolutely. Um, and so the fact that they're entertaining it, I, it's like, that. that's where I get, that's where I keep coming back to, okay, we couldn't do it. So now we're all in, you know, it's like, right. you were wanting to try one thing, but right. it didn't, it didn't materialize. So now you're, you're back over on this other side. But Chip, it makes perfect sense in, in this way. You literally have different factions there now weighing in. Hey, it's Monday. Let's do this. Hey, now it's Tuesday. Let's do do this. And and I heard that they could not get a return for Hunter that they considered to be suitable. So that was that. I also heard that there were people in that building who very much thought Kirk Cousins should be traded and we can maximize that for draft picks. And then people came along and are like, no, I don't think that we should do that. So my point is this. I don't think it's a stretch to say that this is being at times to a certain point being taken out of the GM's hands. And I find that to be a very bad idea, but I think it's obvious. Well, and that's where collaboration is great, but not if you're getting polar opposite views on how the direction of the franchise should go. I mean, that's Correct. not what you want. I mean, Correct. Yeah, I mean, you identified this regime because you felt like they, they're who you want to lead your franchise. And so you have to empower them to make those decisions. And and it may be fundamentally different than what you than the way you want to go, but this is 
you know, this is why you hired guys to make these kind yes. of tough calls. So, but it is interesting that, you know, if, if they were entertaining trying to really turn over the roster and get rid of some of the veterans and, and now they're not, like, how long is that going to hold up? Well, and let's look at two teams here where where um, attempts at tweaking or collaboration occurred, blew up, but it's worked well. The Wild. You know, Paul Fenton started to make changes, but turned out to be a bad guy, got fired. Now, Paul Fenton was hired off of the infamous Leopold Presser of, we just need some tweaks here. Mm-hmm. You think when Billy Guerin took this job, he said, yeah, you know what, Craggy, you're right, tweaks. Hell no. He said, I'm going to watch this thing and hit a detonate button that's going to blow the roof off the X. He did. It worked. Um, Because why? Because in sports, somebody has to make decisions. The Mm -hmm. Wolves. We're told now Gerson was a bleep hole, right? Gerson Rosas wouldn't listen. Bad guy, uh, you know, beyond that, but wouldn't listen to people. Guess what Gerson Rosas just did? He built a roster that's pretty damn good. Largely and probably blew, blew it up. Yeah, blew it up. Yeah, but 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 all yeah, exactly. But also he built it probably because when 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 Johnny from accounting came downstairs to tell Gerson, hey, I think you should do this, Gerson told him to bleep off, get out. So the point is, I get collaboration. I get it's 2022. I get in business. It's great to brainstorm. You sit around a table and you come up with great ideas. And then at five o'clock, y'all go go home and eat. That's not sports. Um, so collaboration in sports. Hey, what do you think? That's a good I- idea. It's fine. But ultimately, Quasi in this case has to be the one to say, I love these ideas. Keep them coming. Put them in the box by my door but I'm going to do what I have to, to do. And I don't feel at all like he has that control. Yeah. And there can't be so many voices where I'm sorry. Uh, the business staff shouldn't be involved in person. And I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying it feels like there's a lot of voices here that of people that are probably football fans. Yeah. Well, if, if that is the case, then they're just going to be where they've been spinning their wheels in mediocrity. Right. I mean, you have to have a, a a blueprint that you believe in and and you trust and just go with it right and and right um you know cuz here's the thing like they have two seasons the window i mean then and then you have to figure out your quarterback situation then you're starting over there right and, and jefferson's about to get paid so he's, yeah his like, i don't like know your, like your cap hit there Woo-wee. are you going to be able to have a quarterback, a, vet, a veteran court, whether it's Cousins or someone else, I don't think you are, have that kind of uh, drain on your salary cap and pay the contract that, that Jefferson is going to want? You're not going to be able I, to have Bob Cook. If this is, no, this is why I really think the best thing is is 2022 goes really badly, and you, you can dip into that 23 quarterback class. Because if you, yeah. if you hit well, you have that, to anyways. changes everything. But you have to anyways, sure. right? But if you hit that, that changes the whole thing. Yeah, because I and mean, yes, you're probably right. I mean, to me, Cousins is your stopgap. You're not going to give him another contract after this. I mean, it's going to be you have two years to figure out what you're going to do, right? Well, I would think not. Um, <laughs> just furious. Uh, you drinking? Keep talking. So really. <laughs> um, so you you basically have 
when you talk about bridge, I mean, he's, he is your bridge to figure out what you're going to do there. And so, but you're, this Jefferson contract is going to be massive. I mean, is he going to be your highest paid wide receiver in the league at that point? What how things are trending. Yeah. So, yeah, so are you going to be able to pay a quarterback $35 million no. and have Jefferson on that massive deal? And I don't think so. Pay a running back a big, so it just feels like you're at some point, you are going to have that big cleansing of the roster, right? With all the high price guys. Yeah. Well, Dalvin can't be paid too. Like that's for sure. You cannot yeah. be paying Dalvin cook. Uh, that position when, when Jefferson starts to get what he deserves, which by the way, is going to be an objectionable amount, but you, you're going to have to pay him. What are you going to not pay him? Cook has to go. Yeah. I, I mean, cook has to go, but that's, that's not possible. Um, I do want, want to talk about the acquisition of Zadarius Smith before I do that. Chip yeah. I, I want to talk to you about the, the beer that I just slammed, at least pretended <laughs> to slam. Surly Brewing Company, our friends. That, that of course, the beer I just showed you is the delicious Chip Scoggins-endorsed Surly Furious IPA. But I want to tell you right now about the first Surly Variety Pack of 2022 in liquor stores right now. And you know what? The great thing about this, this is not a competitive rebuild this is just good old-fashioned surly beer starts with a furious within that variety pack we have the havoc machine the ghost empire dark lager and then of course the hyper modern idaho 7 ipa which i have compared to my justin jefferson as far as the just really solid beers the first surly variety pack of 2022 it's thursday i suggest you stop in your liquor store today and pick it up for the weekend plenty of good sports to watch on your tcl tv while enjoying your surly beers. And, of course, as always, you know what you can do. You can show us your cans on Twitter, at Jay Zolgad, at uh, Score North on Twitter. Show us what you're drinking. Hopefully it's a surly, and we will, as always, get back to you. All right, Zadarius Smith, you brought him up. I like the signing. I like what they're mm-hmm. doing there. A um, couple things. He's 29, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Coming off back surgery. Now, he came back and did ha- have a sack against the Niners in the playoff game. It's a reported three-year contract, what, Chipper, 42 million up to mm-hmm. 47 in incentives. It intrigues me that I don't believe the guarantees have been leaked out yet, which means it's probably not a ton of guaranteed cash because of the back. But let's go down the path of this works. Yeah. How, how good is this defense from a uh, a 3-4 mm-hmm. pass rush perspective with pressure coming from, hopefully, a healthy yeah. Hunter and healthy Smith? Well, if, if assuming good, you know normal health for for both him and Daniil, you got one of the best pass rushes, right? Uh, Twenty Ned. stacks between them, you think? Yeah, yeah. 20s? I mean, you would hope. Yeah, I mean, you you hope both guys would get into the double digits or near there, and so I, yeah, it automatically gives you one of the most feared pass rushes. I think, and we'll see how it fits, but I think you're you're probably pretty happy with where you are at linebacker now. Uh, Quasey didn't slam the door all the way shut, but pretty much uh, said Anthony Barr is not going to be part of the roster next year. Just there's which, no money. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. But you you like where you're at uh, at linebacker. Obviously, the secondary is um, really up in the air now. Other than Harrison Smith, I mean, Quasey said yesterday that they're um, he's had conf- uh, conversations with Pat Pete. The money has to match though, and we'll see what you know. Right. I don't know what kind of what kind of offers he's going to get, but right. you're going to have to do a lot of work in the secondary. But um, Judd, there's, I mean, pass rush. I mean, you cannot minimize that. We talked about it. I think we uh, 
is defensive end the second most important position in football now? It's huge. So they feel pretty good where they're at there. And I, I like to, you know, what they're doing at linebacker. And so, again, if they can figure out the, the secondary, if there's money there to get a free agent, you're good. I think first-round pick has to be a cornerback. I don't think there's any way around that. It absolutely has to be a corner. Um, so I like I liked the signing. I mean, we can talk about whether you should rebuild or whatever, but if they're going all in, you got a, you know, a terrific, uh, credible pass rush now. I agree completely on on that. What did you make of Quasi's comment? And it was sort of dropped in, but I found it to be intriguing. Um, that basically said, I think he was trying to say in a very brief, uh, kind way, Zimmer's defense put a ton of pressure on the corners. Uh, mm-hmm. So when they failed, they failed badly. What yeah. he said is, in our in our defense, we provide a lot of help to the corners was he trying yeah. to sort of dial down the expectation that that might be a first round pick what was your interpretation of that comment yeah i i um it was interesting yeah i i don't i don't i didn't read a whole lot into it other than um i think he knows you know they have some issues there but uh i don't know if he was you know trying to do a smoke screen for not you know what they're going to do in the first round but Judd, i mean how are they not going to take a corner with that pick? I agree, but I just don't know these guys. Yeah. Like I'm well, trying to read into what they're going to, to do. And we, at this point in time, don't have, don't have a uh, track record on that. That's even, so I'm yeah, trying to read between the lines here. Even if you, even if they're able to sign, resign Pat Peterson, I think you still have to. Right. I mean, I just don't know. Yeah. Logically. Yes. I mean, I don't know who your, who your other starter, I mean, Breland. You know, I mean, you got it's gone. I mean, not Breland, but uh, I mean, who's Chris Boyd? Chris Boyd? No, no, he can't start. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I, uh, but I I think it starts with. You put together a pass rush and be creative up front and do things there, then that'll help out the back end. But you can't just put anybody. (laughs) You got to have some some talent in your backside, in your back end too. So. so Chipper, when you look at what the Vikings are doing and the bears and the bears are stripping it down, like the bears mm-hmm. are just be like, mm-hmm. screw it. We're done with this incarnation. Which one do you prefer more? And, and like weigh them for, for me. Cause it's going to be really interesting to me to watch these two things play out. And I, again, I think the bears might be terrible, but you know, short yeah. term, that can work. How how do you feel about the differing philosophies on what these two franchises are doing in the same division? Well, it's interesting because I, I was started at the quarterback position, and we don't know if Fields is the guy or not, right? You have to figure out if he's your franchise guy, but if he is, you got a lot of money to throw around here in the next couple of years because he's going to be on a rookie deal, and you can really make splashes there. And so you, um, whereas with Cousins, they felt like. You know, they wanted to run it back with a veteran quarterback. And so it's it's two completely different roster constructions because you have a guy on a rookie deal and a guy who's chewing up, you know, 31 million of the salary cap. And so, um, listen, as we all know, the, the best thing in sports is a, a quarterback on his rookie contract who's good. So you can it just if they hit on them, then they're, they're going to be in a good spot. But um, it, it was interesting yesterday. Uh, listen to Quasi talk about 
evaluating the roster because there's so many guys on this team, young guys that Zimmer just did not want to rely on and trust that they have to reevaluate or not reevaluate, just evaluate because they don't know Eval- anything about them. And so, yep. um, and so is that, how do you do that? You know, you, they haven't played. There's no, there's no tape on. So uh, it's an interesting process that, that they're going to have to go through to figure out guys who are under contract. How good are they? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we don't know. And so that's, that's part of the equation too. But yeah, I mean, with the, with the Bears, you know, if 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 Fields is a guy and they hit on him, um, like we've seen time and time again, if you if you get that guy on a rookie deal, you're you're set up. You are golden. All right, Chip Scoggins, talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. All right, boys, we'll see you. Drink your surly. <laughs>